Hey y'all, it's Barb. It's Shay. We're here to talk about a murder that's gonna knock you off your feet. So giddy up y'all, this is gonna be a wild one. What's up guys? What's up Barb? How was your weekend? It was pretty good. I celebrated my son's birthday. He turned four, as you know, and um, took him shopping and he picked out some toys. Other than that, just hung out. How was yours? Uh, it was good. We had a lot of family outings um and we all got to just hang out for the weekend um but barb and i are happy to be back for another week like always we want to thank you for joining and we want to remind you that we do have merch for sale we have cups we have pop sockets we are working on getting stickers um and we'll have more along the lines of the podcast um for more details, you can find it, find us on social media. I got uh, all of, sorry. I, I just want to go ahead and add, um, I, we didn't really talk about it, but um, I want to tell the listeners that we actually had a whole month, quote unquote, worth of episodes out. And that was really cool. We're over 400 downloads. Um, we just looked at that this morning. So thank you so much listeners for listening. And I don't know, you want to chime in, Triana? Yes, that is, it's really awesome and we're also i know it doesn't sound like a lot but we're also almost up to 200 followers on our facebook page um which is really amazing so we just thank you all for all of your support it's it's because of you guys that we're here um yes and the the um little vote that we have going on for you guys to see which um kind of episode you'd want to hear at the end of this month Thank you again for all the feedback for that, too, because we have several different answers for the vote and we have several different answers for recommendations that you guys would want to listen to. And Cheyenne will be covering that episode at the end of this month. Yes. So that will be it'll be fun to do. There's a lot of interesting other people on there that I totally forgot about. So this will be it'll be fun. We we wanted to try something different and see how it went. Um but yeah, I want to go ahead and start with the episode today. Um, I did get all of my information from HoustonLGBTHistory.org, YouTube.com, AnAcademic.com, Wikivisually.com. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of information about this um, and about how the community was treated back then. So this is going to be a graphic and it has negative accusations against lgbtq community we want to tell a story to you guys today to inform you of all the negative reactions that this community is still receiving i just wanted to let everyone know before we started and also just remember to always respect those people those people around you um no matter who they are so today's episode is about the woodlands 10. This is about 10 teenagers from the Woodlands area who all attacked a young banker. The reason they did this was because they knew he was a part of the LGBTQ community. Paul Broussard is an innocent man who was brutally beaten all because of who he was. This was not only because this, this is not the only case that was happening around this time. There was a huge anti-LGBTQ community during 
um, like the time that this happened, and they weren't afraid to show it. Cops would raid bars, and they know that they would focus on the the gay bars, and they would raid them, and they would arrest these people just because they were gay. And they wouldn't even have done anything illegal. They would have been just at a bar dancing, and they would just raid it for no reason. Um, wow. So what time period was this? This was in the, this case was in the 90s, but it was happening even before then in the 80s and the 70s, you know, you, you'll hear there's other stories that will have the same thing in it that we'll probably tell in the future. Um, but it was this, this case that I'm talking about today is like one of the largest cases that really pushed the gay community to speak out and share their voices in Houston area. Um, and they just wanted to tell everyone what was happening and they didn't want to take it anymore. Um, also with the cops, when they would raid the bars, they would not only arrest them, but they would beat them. Like they would beat people in there for being gay. Like how dumb is that? That just is so stupid. Like they just don't have anything better to do, I guess. Even though in the 80s, and 90s and stuff how many killers were out like serial killers were out there yeah like um i know and it's crazy but back then too we didn't have like the news outlet like we did for for serial killers so you know you weren't hearing really about what was happening a state over like four cities over unless it hit the newspaper or something like that or i mean there was news back then but not like how it is today and yeah back then i mean in the 90s uh, there was a lot of different groups and people that that were being like almost slandered really against the rest of the community and the police like the police brutality was a lot worse back then depending on like the mm -hmm. color of your skin you know who you liked how you dressed you know who you hung out with and i do want to say that we have come a long way in regards to this community but but we can you know like like you have mentioned to me before that you know there's always room for improvement but we definitely aren't like how we were you know 30 years ago and thank goodness yeah i agree um and i yeah like like you said i like i always say there is room for improvement you know there's no such thing as a perfect world you know so of course we're always going to be learning and evolving right um i want to go ahead and talk about paul which I couldn't find too much information on him. There wasn't anything that was like directly talking about him, which is really bumming. Um, he was a 27 year old man. He worked at a bank and he graduated from Texas A&M. From my research, so many people say he was kind, smart, loving, and he was sympathetic. And I, I feel like to work at a bank, you also have to be patient and talkative and trustworthy and outgoing. Um, and all of his coworkers like would speak nothing but good things about him. Like I didn't find one negative thing about him. I was even reading like I would go on Reddit and I didn't get any of my information from Reddit. I was just went into a little Reddit hole and people were commenting on this and they were like, I worked with Paul or my mom worked with Paul or my sister, you know, and they all of them would say he was such a sweet person. Um. But let's move on to the day of the attack. So July 4th, 1991, in Montrose, like in Houston area in Montrose, 
Paul was walking with his two friends, Carly Anderson and Richard Delani, which I believe that's how you say his last name. Sorry if I butchered that. Um, They were all walking across a parking lot in the dark at 2 a.m. They were just, sorry, guys. I believe they were just leaving a bar, um, but I cannot remember 100%. Um, But they're walking in the in the dark at 2 a.m., which is really risky in this area from all the backlash that the LGBTQ community um, was constantly getting, which is like in the, like I said, the Montrose area was one of the largest area that had this community. Um, So of course, people who went there that were against it, they were going there for bad things. Soon after, a group of 10 teenagers drove up to the three friends and asked them where the nearest gay club, Heaven, was. The teens were all drunk and on drugs just just coming from a party in the Woodlands. So they drove from the Woodlands to downtown Houston, which you and I both know the distance in that. Um, Drunk and on drugs, and they were just... They're all, well, I think, okay, I think I'll talk about that later, about their ages, but they left the high school party, drove all the way to Montrose, and as stated by one of the teens, they wanted to, and I quote, beat some, beat up some queers, which I never say that word, but I'm just letting you know how they spoke and how, like, derogatory these people were, like, these kids were. Um, I And I just want to talk about, like, how disgusting that is like how do you just think like being under the influence and just think let's go beat up some people you know I've never I guess I've never been in that situation before I don't know I don't get it I don't understand it yeah I don't know that's that's crazy to me especially to I mean like you said the woodlands to the Montrose area that's a good 45 minute drive for our listeners so if you're not familiar with that with that area I mean that's 45 minutes roughly away from each other so I mean I don't know that's crazy like to to be like okay let's go do this we're gonna drive 45 minutes for this reason and I'm guessing you know what they plan to do they did and it didn't end good for for the victim here so you know I don't really know what happened or if they got jail time but I'm sure no I'm hoping that they do because that's that's ridiculous you know and as a parent of one of those children who who decided to go and do that I mean I'd be ashamed yeah I mean honestly same but you never know like in that time maybe the parents were like oh whatever you know um but I I want to say the names of these truly disgusting human beings and they shouldn't even be called humans they're like straight dumpster trash like they're straight dumpster trash that sat out for 50 years in the steaming sun. I have so much like hate and I don't usually say I hate people, but I have so much hate towards these people. Um, and the names were Jamie and Javier Aguirre, Derek Attard, John Buse, Chance Dillon, Rafael Gonzalez, Galen Randall, Leonardo Ramirez, Brian Spank, and Jeffrey Valentine. And they were mostly under the age of 17, except for, I believe, three of them. So, yeah, just think of the 
the age under 17. I mean, do you think that maybe like they could have been influenced to go and do this? I mean, especially from the older people, because yeah. under the age of 17 is pretty young. And I feel like you're going through high school and you can be very influenced to do certain things, especially if exactly. it's older male or, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think even like one or the, one of them was like 15 or something. So, you know, it's definitely like a go along with the crowd kind of thing. I feel like, um, and who knows, maybe one of them, like whoever was driving wasn't actually drunk and they were like, um, oh, you guys want to go do this? Like, they're, some of them could have been completely sober because they didn't get arrested that night. So there's no way that you could test if all of them were drunk, oh, okay. you know, or if all of them were on drugs or something. Because um, I feel like 45 minutes to be, like, cross-faded like that, I feel like somewhere along the way, something had to happen for, there's no way that they drove 45 minutes and either didn't get pulled over or didn't get in a wreck or whatever yeah because that's a really far drive um which i say really far but being under the influence that's really far yes it seems like it probably seemed like forever um and we do not condone drinking and driving or being under the influence and driving barbara and i are really big on that um we've had bad experiences in the past with people with family so if you need a ride, just get an Uber. That's all we that's all we're gonna say. And if you can't, then just stay where you're at. Yep. Or call family or something. Just do not anytime that I me and Barbara drinking or whatever, I'm at her house most of the time. So I know I'm staying, so there's no reason to even worry about driving. Um anyways, I'm annoyed already. Um I don't even want to talk about them. But, of course, I have to to tell the victim's story. Um, let's continue with that night. So, when the three friends answered and they tried to walk away, the 10 teens started chasing after them. Carrie and Richard were able to escape, but Paul did not, unfortunately. The teens attacked him. They kicked, punched, stabbed. They were just doing a whole bunch of different stuff. And the worst part of it were... The ones who weren't were sitting in the back cheering the people on who were doing it. Like they were like hollering and yelling and were get them, do this, do that. And it's like I can't even imagine what Paul was like having to deal with at that moment. Um, these trash bags of people, which I'm going to keep calling them different names because I cannot <laughs> with them. <laughs> um they were sitting there and they were cheering their friends on for beating a man because of who he was. They were literally walking to go home. They were like, I think one of the things said they were 10 blocks from their house, which is a long ways, but I think in the nineties, like people probably walked everywhere. Yeah. It's better than driving um, after partying. Exactly. And they were just trying to go home. They weren't even doing anything but walking. And these kids just come up and decide, oh, we're going to beat them. And then they do this. And they're cheering. Oh, gosh, I can't. Um, so soon after Paul was taken to the hospital, where they found out he suffered from, as you can imagine, 
bruises, stab wounds, broken bones, and more. Um, Some say that he had a lack of treatment because of his sexual orientation and because the LGBTQ community was the main target for aid blaming. So this was the time that AIDS was a huge issue and they had just started finding out about it. Um, And the AIDS were like the LGBTQ community was the main blame of AIDS like they were oh if you're if you're part of this community you have AIDS 100% so So, like like I'm just curious what kind of freaking practice is this I mean I understand back then there wasn't really much to know about AIDS and like how to treat it but come on like when when you're a doctor you're supposed to take an oath and you know what you're getting into you're signing up like you're literally saving trying to save people's lives like you can't just deny someone because they might have AIDS exactly and you know that's what I'm thinking I'm like you are a doctor you're gonna come into worse things like just put on protection like that like just put on gloves put on on the uh scrubs or something over your scrubs or something like you can't tell a patient that you don't like call uh just because you don't agree with their sexual orientation you can't say oh nope not gonna work on them today don't really care about them no you can't pick and choose who you want to save exactly and if you are that type of doctor then you don't need to be a doctor and you need to go do something else you know yes but i just want to say like their whole the the like I guess I don't know if they Paul died but like the people who went over there like they didn't even just say we're gonna go beat down like they literally brought a knife and or something with a sharp edge and was stabbing him like at that point no you need to be this isn't just beating him you're like trying to kill him at this point exactly like they just it it just they brutal they knew what they were going to do and they Mm -hmm. knew exactly what was gonna happen and they just left him there they just left Paul there to die after what after the what they did, you know. And well, I'm also want to say though, like those friends that he was walking with that just ran away. Like I get it, I probably would have run and called nine one one, but like they didn't even go back that you know of to check on him or like call nine one one or freaking something to try and help their friend. Yeah, and I couldn't. I was trying to find out like how that someone like how they found out he was there and I don't remember if I found but I don't think it was the friends I don't I wonder if the friends like completely ran off and like never stopped kind of thing because they knew it was about to happen and who's to say maybe they aren't real friends but who's to say maybe they just kept running and they don't actually know what happened until later and that's so sad if that was happening which back then of course it's different but now like if i saw if me and you were walking and someone was 10 people were coming at us i'd be boxing some people i don't care <laughs> nobody's about to stab you they gonna stab me too at the same time i know um, well i mean at that point like there's not really much you could do i would want at least one of us to get away and get 911 or like people there as soon as possible before both of us end up dead so it's like even if you had to run into the nearest bar on Montrose or like the nearest convenience store and say call 911 call 911 like so and so is happening or 
you know, we're getting jumped or something like that. It's like if to not even think to do that and you just are like running away and like kind of concerned for your own life. Like to me is really selfish and I don't feel like that's an actual friend. Exactly. And another thing is, is I just thought about it is what if he just met these two at a bar and they didn't actually really know each other and they were just yeah, assumed true. to be his friends and who knows, maybe they were all about to just walk. They found out they would live in the same area and they were all going to go walk home. You know, maybe they didn't actually, they weren't actually friends. And so you, and I always say, you never know what you're going to do in a situation until it happens. Like, right. I would assume I would start fighting back, but you, you never know with 10 people and all of them being, I think they're all boys. Like that's a, it's a hard situation. Right. Um, but sadly, just after eight to nine hours later, Paul would succumb to his injuries. He had a lack of attention from the medical staff because there could have been so many things they might have been able to do to save him, um, which I think that hospital should have been sued out the Wahoo for that. But we always say back then it was different. Um, my Alexa just said something to me. I don't know why. Um, let's talk about the investigation when the cops first arrived to the scene. They thought that it was an attack and not a murder. So they weren't interested in finding out who the perp was or were. Um, because, you know, they thought, oh, well, this is just a normal thing here since it happens in Montrose, where there were a lot of attacks on the community, not only physically, but verbally all of the time so they were just like oh well you know it's just another attack whatever which is not what you're supposed to say you're supposed to say well we're gonna get them and they're gonna go to jail you know um so the cops just assumed it's another day in montrose but the great ray hill of the gay and he, which was a gay rights leader um, he asked the cops if they would solve the murder and he was told they had no intention of doing so because he, so Ray Hill found out and he went to the scene, um, to find out what happened. And he, that's when the cop told him, which was after Paul had died, I believe. Um, this is when they were still cleaning up and everything. So this, this Ray Hill had a huge part of the solving this solving Paul's case um and also in the which later we'll talk about like the protests and everything with having an attack on the LGBTQ community um so once Paul was pronounced dead this is when they started looking into the case more um which is a little late don't you think but the community did not feel like the police were taking it seriously at all. They also felt that his murder was not getting enough attention from the press like other cases would have been. Um, this is when the protests began. The community decided enough was enough. The LGBTQ community took into their own hands and told the press and the police that it's time to step up and do what you're supposed to do. They marched in front of the mayor's house and made sure they were heard. This case was now starting to become important to those around that didn't know. So the like, if you were supportive of the community, 
and you were in cities that were around you didn't know what was happening until because since the press wasn't saying anything now they're like oh snap this is happening in Montrose people need to hear this um so the broadcast was showing everywhere and so much so much so that the assailant like I think one of the assailant's girlfriends saw it and then she went and told the some of the other girlfriends and they all decided it was time to do the right thing they called and after the 10 were arrested one of the garbage cans ran to <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. I don't care. Um, Ran to New York and tried to hide, which that didn't work because he was arrested there. And one decided to turn himself in because his dad pretty much made him. Like his dad was like, look, dude, you did this horrible thing and you need to go tell them about it. And, you know, I'm glad the girlfriends finally decided to say something. I know they were really they're all really young and made stupid choices but honestly if the protest didn't happen then the girlfriends probably would have never come forward but then you also think like what if they didn't actually know until they started putting the puzzle pieces together like oh wait my boyfriend was in Montrose that night oh wait my boyfriend had a knife or my boyfriend like our boyfriends were talking about that and all the girlfriends got together and started like saying, Oh snap, like this was them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry. Uh, let's talk about these trash people and their so-called punishments air quotes. So Derek Attard, who was the one who tried to run away to New York he made a deal for snitching on the rest and getting, guess what? He got probation. What? So, which he later violated and he was sent to prison. Good. Hopefully he stayed there for a long time. Galen Randall also got probation and violated, which he also went to prison. That's two out of the ten that got probation. Jamie and Javier, which are brothers, they both got 15 years and one day. And they were both facing deportation. Um, Buster, stop. Sorry. Uh, and then John Buse was sentenced to 45 years in prison because he confessed to doing the actual stabbing. So they didn't say if he died from the stabbing or if he died from something else, which... I'm assuming that he died for the stabbing because this is the one who got the longest time. But he was released in 2011. So, wow. 1991, which he didn't get arrested that year. They they probably got arrested like the next year. Or they actually got sentenced, you know, how long it takes. So, he wasn't even in prison for 30 years. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I don't even understand. And Chance Paul Dillon, he got attempted murder and attempted murder and aggravated attempted murder, which gave him 20 years. Rafael Gonzalez, probation. 
Leonardo Ramirez, given 15 years and was released on parole in 2007. Brian Spank, probation. Jeffrey Valentine, probation. So, so I'm guessing that the people that got probation probably was the people cheering and like saying basically to do it. Whereas like the people who actually got time was the one committing the crime. Yeah, exactly. And, but to be like the one who was given the longest sentence wasn't even in prison for 30 years. Like for brutally attacking a man, that's the longest term you have out of 10 people. Yeah. That is, can, can, like, can you just say that they did not get any punishment out of that? They're walking the streets free for brutally attacked. Like, all of them have been released. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Because Leonardo Ramirez was given 15 years, but he was paroled in 2007. So, literally, they're all walking free. This makes me very angry. Like, how can they just all be living their life like nothing happened after murdering a man? Like, I don't even know what to say to that anymore. It just, it makes me so angry that people can just do this. Because you think, like, someone who murdered their husband because he was beating them and they could be in prison for 40 years plus because they murdered a man for beating them, you know? Yeah. And they don't even get released, but all these, these kids get probation and they get to walk free yep it's sad but i mean at least you know that it's not saying that like his his murder per se was like all for a reason but i feel like things like this do have a much bigger purpose and you know like you said this case was one of the major cases that got the lgbtq community to start protesting and like speaking up and saying like we want we aren't going to take this anymore just because we like a certain gender like so what you know just because we want to be a different gender so what so it's like his death you know wasn't in vain just like amber's like with the you know amber alert that i talked about last week you know she didn't even have a killer behind bars we don't even know who killed her but exactly you know, so nobody has been sentenced, really. And so, but, like, her death was for a much bigger purpose. And I feel like that's the same here. Yeah, I agree with that. I I can agree with what you're saying. It's just, it's insane to me that this is the reality. Which I feel like would be the same thing in so many other cases that we just don't even know about. Right. Um, but Paul Broussard was killed in cold blood, but he will never be forgotten. He is widely known around the Houston area for sparking the voices of the LGBTQ community and pushing the government and others around them that loving who you love doesn't change who you are or what you can do. So that's basically the whole case. Um, I just want to check and see if you have any questions or if you want to talk about anything. Uh, not really. I think I I kind of chimed in where I wanted to. I don't really have any questions, really. My only question would would probably be if I had one is if 
the killers were all trialed by like the same jury, same judge type thing, or if they were trialed separately. Yeah, it it didn't see it didn't say anything about that because most of the the things that I were I was seeing was about the the voices and them speaking out and letting their voices be heard, you know. Oh, okay. Um, it didn't it kind of that kind of like covered up, you know, Paul Broussard's past and who called in the who called 911 and how did all the other ones get arrested? And that, like it took all the information because something huge happened and it just kind of covered it up. So. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening to today's episode. Please join us on our social media. Our Facebook is Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder. Instagram is Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder with no spaces. And Twitter is check Texas Chicks Who with the number one and no spaces. Please stay out of dark places and watch your back because you never know who's lurking. And this case says that all. Um, so thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.